You're listening to episode 165 of the Voice in Canada podcast. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community, Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. And let's talk voice. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Voice in Canada. I have, as usual, an amazing guest. When you hear this guest speak, you're going to hear her passion and her excitement and her cheerful demeanor when it comes to voice technology. I am speaking with Sophia Altuna, who is with the Global Product Partnerships for Google Assistant, that is her team. And uh, it is my great pleasure to have her on the podcast. As I said, you will hear the passion when she speaks. She's the host of Voice Talks. And if you haven't checked out Voice Talks, definitely do so. It's a wonderful monthly talk show that Sophia hosts. This particular interview was a recording. It was a live interview uh, that was broadcasted back in November uh, for the Voice Fluencer Show. I had Ian Utili, uh, my guest co-host uh, with me as we interviewed Sophia in preparation for her appearance on the Voice Den Party. So in this episode, Sophia talks about her story. She talks about some of the things that she's some of the things that she is passionate about with respect to voice. Uh, she talks about voice talks, of course. She talks about how she sees that we could humanize voice technology. Lots of great stuff in this episode. So um, I'm going to stop talking and let's get right to the episode with Sophia Altuna. Hello, Terry and Ian. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to to join us. Um, of course. People that have been on The Voice Den, in particular that episode, may have uh, met you there. I'm sure lots of people know you from Voice Talks, and we'll get to that shortly. Um, but first, could you please take a moment and introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yes. Okay, so I'm Sofia Altuna. I'm from Caracas, Venezuela, but I live in New York City. And I've been working at Google for the past seven and a half years. And then for the past three years, I've been working on the Google Assistant. So currently what I do, I do global product partnerships. So what that means is that we really work with our product team and our engineer team along like the product cycle. So say that we want to launch a new product, right? But first, we just want to validate it in the market. We want to see that our partners and developers would be interested in implementing this. So we go to them, we take them the prototype or our idea, and we start collecting feedback. And we try to make sure that everything that we're building are things that developers really want, that our partners are interested in building. So then we move on to the next phase when we want to do maybe like an alpha or we call it an early access program and we test it with a few partners and then we really launch it, see how it performed in the market and then we can go from scaling. So we really are, my job never gets boring. I feel like every cycle and every day is a little bit different depending on where we are in the product cycle. So I've really been enjoying working in the voice tech environment for the past three years. Oh, amazing. And so what what got you excited about voice to begin with? Oh, so many things. Okay. So the first one was that I'm just, I like using voice to engage with technology. So for a long time, people know me. I use a lot like speech to text when I'm texting people, or I tend to send a lot of voice notes instead of typing. So just voice is always something that I've enjoyed. When the first Google Assistant came out, I immediately bought it. So even before I was in the team, I was already engaging with the Assistant. And then I started to really think about how 
voice was is universal and so how it's easy for anyone to adopt this was my gift for like the first year the assistant came out this was my gift for my grandparents and for my nephews so it was really my gift for everyone everyone could use it i also saw like stats that were making me really excited about voice in like third world markets like potentially venezuela but it was coming up a lot in india how people that were adopting technology for the first time or adopting it via voice. And this could be because there's a lot of people that um, don't know how to read or write, but voice is a way for them to access technology. And then also I was really inspired by how, how voice was helping people with disabilities. I always mm -hmm. used to say that that was like my favorite part of the job. When I joined, we would always get like stories that were submitted about how voice was helping someone that had a disability. And that made me really excited to work in the space. And then the last thing that really got me excited is just really the promise of voice. I do think that like we're just at the beginning. There's people that might not be a believer today, but if you ask them like, do you really think you won't engage with your with technology via voice like five, 10 years from now? And I feel like very few people can actually say no to that. So I do feel that there's such a massive opportunity in how we can engage with technology in a way that's more natural, more seamless, via voice. So I was really excited about, you know, everything that we can do now to innovate and to move along to that promise. So lots mm -hmm. of things, as I told you, that made me really excited about voice. It's I can I can hear your passion and there's so much yeah. there that oh there's so much they've unpacked. Ian, what are your thoughts on all this? Let's bring you in here. Well I have a lot of thoughts, but I'll keep a very uh, kind of streamlined question to you. And it's around the fact that you appear to do a lot of things for Google and have for several years. Part of what you do is being a spokesperson. Part of what you do is research or leading research teams. Part of it is relationship, right? Developing great partnerships that thrive. Part of it is technology focused. Part of it is like what's happening today, where's the future going? So I would view your role and responsibility as very, very diverse. And so that being said, and then you do other things like voice talks for Modef. So there's a lot going on. That being said, what are you finding that you enjoy most right now? And as you look forward to the future, what do you long to do more of on behalf of Google Assistant? Yeah, so what I find now that I really enjoy, like the core to my role is really partnerships and it's really making sure that what we're building are things that developers and that partners want to integrate. I feel like so often, you know, from working on other side projects, like I see that sometimes we have our focus of like, oh, this is the way we would like to use something, or this is just like our perspective. But what I really like is really getting a collective view of what are the ecosystem. And that's also something that I love about Voice Talks is like, what is the ecosystem saying that they want that we need in order to make sure that we're developing that for developers? And so the thing that I'm most, most looking forward to is I feel like, you know, we've always had like different ecosystems. We have the web, we have apps, and now we have uh, this new like virtual assistance technology. And I'm really excited to see how we can bridge some of those ecosystems. And so that we can really facilitate, a lot of people say that, you know, developing a conversational is not that easy and developing those actions and it takes time and practice. So I'm really excited to see how we can even make that easier, how we can utilize some of the things that people have so that we're not reinventing the wheel. And how do we connect maybe the experiences that people have across, like when I'm engaging with a brand, the, the, I wanna connect the experiences that I'm having with the brand across like different devices and across like their different websites and apps to make sure that it's like a really seamless conversation. 
And I'm, I just can go on and on. But like the last thing that I want to say is like, I do get really excited about the promise of potentially like everyone can have a personal assistant, right? A digital assistant. And so for that is everything that I've been saying is like, we want to bridge the gaps and make sure that people are actually able to have seamless conversations with technology across these devices, across the applications that they use every day so that it does feel that you can have your own like personal assistant. That's great. That's great. I want to, I want to go back to something else that you touched on because I think it was, it's really, um, it's an interesting concept and it talks to like being inclusive and talking about using voice assistance or voice technology for people with disabilities. Like, can you, can you comment a little bit more on that and, and how you see that playing a role? Yeah. So first, like, yeah, people that have like immobility or people that have different disabilities have been able to use like voice technology in a really great way. And something that we look at internally. So there's two things that I really am excited about how the Google Assistant team like builds our products is like our first mandate is that we are building for everyone with everyone. So in order to build a product that everyone can use, we need to build it with people with a diverse amount of people so that we need to build it with everyone that forms part of those like individual segments. And so that's something that's really exciting because we do keep diversity in our hearts into how we're building the product so that we make sure that it's a product that everyone can use. And the second thing that I really, I've been seeing a lot come up lately is that when we're building a product for, for someone with a disability, so someone for like someone that's blind, like that same product works for other people, right? Like if you're crossing the street and you're blind, like it does help that you have a device that speaks to you. But also if you're not blind and you're crossing the street, you should also not be looking at your device. So it's really how to make sure that like what, what we're building, it is for people with accessibility, but also making making the awareness or raising the awareness that the same things that we're building for disabilities can be applicable for everyone in a variety of different scenarios. I love that. Yeah, I think that's such an important part in, in voice technology, I think is gonna have a huge impact on the way people with disabilities can interact with the world. So, oh uh, yeah, I love that part. And we had an entire episode of Voice Talks about this. I think it was episode four and it was truly, I, I don't have favorites, but I think it is one of my favorite episodes <laughs> because I even like learned a lot through the episode. So speaking of Voice Talks, let's talk about this because yes. it is wildly successful. Uh, you are a fantastic you. host. You're cheerful, you're, your passion, you're, all of that comes through in, in, in what you do. So tell us a little bit about um, how did this start? Where did the idea come from and, and the origin? What's the origin story of voice talks? Let's hear it. The origin, okay. Um, I'll tell you the origin of voice talks and then maybe the origin of myself as a host, which like came out of nowhere, but I'm so happy that <laughs> we're able to do it. And I'm thank you for all the nice words about voice talks. But the origin is that, you know, our team, and I think the entire ecosystem for voice, like really like depends on events in order to connect with partners, in order to connect with developers, in order to hear and stay up to date with everything that's happening in the industry and to get our message out. Like Google IO is a big milestone for us in order to be able to show the advancements that we made in voice. And then we have events throughout the year, Mobile World Congress, CES, we have different Android events. We have events throughout the year that really provide a great platform for us to connect at scale with our partners, to get feedback from the ecosystem, and to really be able to have those milestones where we announce and we progress on the product. So when the pandemic hit, that's the first thing that we realized that you know we weren't able, we were not going to be able to do that this year. We were not able to host events. We were not able to see our partners in person or the ecosystem. So we wanted to start a way where we can still get connected to the ecosystem 
through a virtual medium. And so, of course, the first thing that came to mind was a virtual event. But I think, and maybe you can speak to like how the voice then maybe you had the same like thought behind it. But we thought that an event is just like one time and done. And really what throughout the year, we tend to have a lot of events and we tend to have like multiple touch points. So we wanted to see like what can be a way that we consistently stay connected with the ecosystem. And that's how Ashwin, who works in our team, like brilliant, came up with the idea of having a virtual show. And I think like within like four weeks, he was able to get approval and for us to start testing it. And for us, it was really important that the show had kind of like four components. First, the keynote to talk about like the, the top of mind things that were happening in voice. Second was like something product. So like, how are we announcing a new product even from the ecosystem? So we wanted to make sure that it was also platform independent and that it wasn't just about Google. And we then wanted to make sure that, you know, we were highlighting things that were happening with partners in the ecosystem, like a partner that had just launched a really cool new experience. And then we wanted to make sure to include an ecosystem perspective. So we've had people from Women in Voice. We've had people from like the Voice Brew, which is Alexa. We've had different people from the ecosystem to just come to the show and express like what's happening in the ecosystem. So those four components were really important to us. And then I think like in every episode, we just get creative and try to like invent and try to like add new things. And we've seen that demos work really well. So I'm always like really afraid to do the live demos because I never know if it's going to work 100% of the time. But it's been really great. And then I, I, I mean, I'm really passionate about this space. I'm always passionate to talk about voice. And I think that's something that hopefully like shines through and that I really like like what we're doing and what we're building. But then also that I think the funny story is that when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be like a host of a TV show. And I had like, I did a pilot for a Venezuelan TV show. Oh, that's awesome. And so that never worked out. I turned my <laughs> okay. career into tech. So now I feel like it's like a great mix of like a career in tech that I love with something that I also enjoy doing, which is like connecting through the ecosystem through this medium and being able to share my passion. Amazing. Well, like I said, your, your passion shines through. There's no doubt about that. You do an excellent job. So, so that's wonderful. Ian, your thoughts hearing about voice talk, uh, voice talks and questions. Well, I am enjoying listening right now. I came to listen and to learn. Uh, I, let me ask about humanizing Google assistant as we move, move forward into the future. And so the context I'll give is that, you know, uh, our smiles, right? Our smiles humanize us. They make us an appearance of kindness and, and openness. Uh, you, Sophia, humanize Google Talks, right? Because of your consistency as the host and your presence, people are attaching a sense of like, oh, I feel good when I'm a part of Google Talks. How do you and your team and the developers that Google's partnering with think through humanizing Google Assistant even better than what's been done, especially as you think about being used as an individual personal assistant for, it, for people and as a personal assistant for corporations. And as you think through the humanizing of technology that has this voice interface, what are some of your thoughts on that? Because I am very interested in your answer. Yeah, I love that question. So first, overall, we try to humanize the assistant in different ways. First is like how it sounds like the voice. You know, I feel like the first virtual assistants, the voice were a little bit more robotic. We just announced like two uh, new voices that sound a little bit more normal. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get into trouble for saying this, but like no one has ever told me this. But like I think two Google IOs ago, we launched something called Duplex. 
and you could hear the technology and it was really a, a machine that sounded very human-like. Mm-hmm. My hopeful idea for the future is that we can get to that point where like you can get the technology to almost like feel very like human-like in, in the voice itself. The second thing is like in the responses, something that I really like, like during COVID and during Black Lives Matters, like you would ask the assistant, like I won't say, you would say like, hey G, how are you feeling? If I say the, the word, everything will go off in my house. And the assistant would respond back saying like, hey, you know, I'm not doing too well now because of the situation. So it was like, I really liked that our team was able to give it that personality and to give it a point of view as to what was happening. So also in the responses. And then I think the the third piece is like, how do you really personalize, personalize the experience? So how do we make sure that like when you're asking something, like maybe a recipe to do arepas, right? Which is a famous like Venezuelan food. Maybe like it knows that I'm from Venezuela because of my previous searches. And it knows that when I say arepas, it's arepas from Venezuela, not arepas for Colombia. Different things like that based on your preference. So we're really, we want to make sure the assistant is a personalized experience for you and that we can be proactive to the things that you like. So I think across those three ways, like really humanizing the voice, humanizing their responses to make it more empathetic and more humane, and then making sure that the experience is more personalized to you depending on on the inputs and the behaviors that you like. That's really interesting. I I hadn't actually thought of it that way in terms of giving the assistant an opinion about something. And if you ask the assistant, like, how are you doing? And it says, I'm not doing well because of something. that's very different than just sort of giving a blanket sort of, I don't know, just neutral statement. And I can certainly see how that can humanize an assistant. So that, that's, a, that's a very interesting perspective. Yeah. And it's honestly, I don't know too much in the weeds, but like it's a challenging process internally, right? Because like it's like you want to give it, it will have one opinion. So like we as Google have to determine like what that opinion will be. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I think there's definitely like a risk factor involved, but I do like it because like, it's like, as you're talking to a device, especially like during the pandemic, like to have a device that you speak to every day and for it not to acknowledge that I feel like was a missed opportunity. So I really liked how our teams internally were able to move really quickly to make those decisions and what our point of view was going to be. And then to humanize the assistant that way. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It's never like a big, like. Twitter person up until voice talks, but I'm, I'm starting. So hopefully I'm growing um, the things that I post and the things that I share that I'm passionate about. But those are really the, the best mediums. Well, there you go. What a wonderful uh, interview. Again, you can hear that passion, huh? Sophia is uh, such a wonderful evangelist for voice in general. And again, I encourage you to check out voice talks. Uh, we will have the link to that in the in the show notes. As well, I encourage you to check out The Voice Den. If you are not aware, the last Voice Den episode was really fun. We uh, spoke with a GPT-3-powered artificial intelligence. And as well, I launched an augmented reality version of The Voice Den where people got to enter The Voice Den, walk around, and talk with each other. So if you're interested in joining us for our next episode, then please uh, consider uh, saving your free seat right now. You just go to thevoiceden.com. All right. So with that being said, I hope you have a wonderful week. I look forward to catching up with you on Clubhouse, on Twitter, on any of the social media platforms. Just look for my handle, Dr. Terry Fisher, D-R-T-E-R-I-F-I-S-H-E-R. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a wonderful week.